You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over king. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, we have some skill. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We've got a great show. I want to ask you all a question and have you raise your hands. I can't see you, but I'd like to have some participation. How many of you have the chief question about online poker, which is when we're going to be able to play? Well, I get that question all the time. We have a guest who's going to be able to answer it very clearly and also give us an update on where we are with online poker in a number of different places. His name is Chris Grove. We'll be talking to him, and we'll have a great show. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, it's December, which means NFL teams are gearing up for the playoffs. It also means your season-long fantasy football league is winding down. But the one-week fantasy football leagues on FanDuel have never been bigger. Don't wait till next year. Play more fantasy football for real cash this season over at FanDuel.com. Hey, I usually don't give tips, so all I'm going to say is thank you, Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. I had them both on my team a week back, and I won big. I got some of that real money they're talking about. You know who also won big? Joe Watson from New York. He played fantasy football on FanDuel for less than two weeks last season and won over $30,000. Don't miss out on all the fantasy football you can handle. FanDuel is a leader in one-week fantasy football leagues. No season-long commitments and no upfront fees. They got immediate cash payouts, and you play each week or whenever you want to. It's all up to you. Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use my code HOC and sign up now. The new user special is ending soon, and FanDuel will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 200 bucks. That's up to $200 free, but the offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code HOC. FanDuel.com, where every week is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L dot com. Sign up today with promo code H-O-C. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fortly and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Texas Hold'em, deli tournaments, and sit-and-goes. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. 
The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you can trust so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be at least 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a Pro-caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER, 24025-POKER, that's 240-257-6537. ProCaliber Poker Tables, stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. This is the House of Cards. Let me tell you how the Internet screwed up poker, okay? When a guy sucks out on the river, on the Internet, you cannot take the guy out in the parking lot and you cannot break his f***ing knees. Hey, listeners, welcome back. This is Ashley Adams from House of Cards. And uh, I got to tell you, the most common question I get these days is from poker players who say, Hey, Ashley, you know, when do you think we're going to have online poker back uh, the way we used to have it? And I always have to answer honestly, I have no clue. And then I talk uh, gratuitously about what I know about poker in New Jersey and California and Delaware and and uh, Nevada. Um but I also think, geez, you know, I should get some experts on the show who can really uh, opine with some knowledge. And that's what we're doing right now. We have a guy who started and who is the uh, publisher of OnlinePokerReport.com. He is a true expert on the subject, so we're going to introduce him. His name is Chris Grove, and he's with us now. Chris, are you there? I am. It's a pleasure to be with you, Ashley. Well, a pleasure to have you on. So, let me just start with that general question, and then we can drill down onto the specifics that we want to talk about. How would you answer that question? 
The the question of when we're going to yeah. have Yeah, when are things going to be back the way they used to be in the good old days? The, the one-word answer is never. The good old days are gone and are likely to not return, at least in any of our lifetime. But what we're looking at is a state-by-state rollout that will be painfully slow for, for most people. I, I think you and I will both find it painfully slow, as will the majority of, of people who are itching to play online poker again. And with no guarantee, even as these states roll out, that there will necessarily be any kind of interconnectedness between the individual player pools in these states. So that's the picture, unfortunately. I know it's a little gloomier than some might like to hear, but in terms of when we're likely to get back to the good old days, not anytime soon, and, and the near term isn't looking incredibly positive, although certainly we're at least now headed in the right direction if you want to find a silver line. Well, let me just ask about that, because that is very gloomy. Um, I got two questions for you. One is, is the Poker Players Alliance irrelevant then? Because they've been pushing for legislation uh, for five years now, national legislation. They had Alphonse D'Amato, this kind of... uh, dinosaur, legislative dinosaur, trotted out and making his argument, and Barney Frank introduced legislation to uh, uh, repeal the UIGEA. Is that absolutely nowheresville, or are you just thinking uh, it's unlikely, or where's that at? I think that a federal bill was always going to be a difficult proposition. I think that in the current climate, it, it moves from the territory of difficult into the territory of impossible. And I think it made that move once you saw states starting to tackle this issue on their own. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that I think that the PPA itself is irrelevant. I think that they are still an important part of a federal fight against a ban, a rollback, if you will, of the progress that has been made. So I believe that there's still an important role for that group or some kind of advocacy group to play on the federal level. But in terms of the vision for the U.S. of a federal poker bill, that legalizes poker nationwide or at least creates the structure for a federal regulatory authority and would make it very easy for states to get online poker up and running. That vision seems to me to be one that, that is not just optimistic, but, but probably impossible to okay. achieve at this point. So let's forget about that. And then let's look at what has happened and what is positive, which is I think we can say it simply New Jersey, Nevada, and to a very limited degree, Delaware. Where are we there, especially New Jersey? They've had it for a year. Uh, Where is it? Has it succeeded in the way they expected? Is it stumbling along? Is it about to die? Is it growing? What's going on? Depending on who you ask that question to, you could probably get all of those answers. Well, I'm asking you, Chris Grove, expert on online poker. Asking me what, what answer you'll get is that New Jersey has been a resounding success on a number of levels. Unfortunately, those aren't the, the levels that are easy, easy to assign a metric to. What I mean by that is New Jersey has been a resounding success if you look at the market from a regulatory perspective. So we've gone a year. It's clear that geolocation is working. It's clear that the regulatory structure is effective. It's clear that it's preventing abuse. It's clear that it's preventing any sort of money laundering. It's clear that KYC checks are effective, and we're not seeing minors getting on and playing on these sites. So on all of those levels, which to me are are foundational, are existential, are absolutely critical, I think the industry has been a resounding success in that first year. When you start to talk about revenue, when you start to talk about consumer awareness, 
when you start to talk about the ease with which consumers can sign up, can deposit, can engage with these products, there, there's a lot of room for improvement on all of those fronts. But I think New Jersey regulators and operators, quite correctly so, didn't want to put the cart before the horse. You have to make sure that those foundational blocks of the experience, the regulatory blocks, are sound and secure before you start to worry about things like the consumer experience and and those other issues. Because if you don't have that stability at that foundational level, it doesn't really matter how well the market does. It's destined for failure at some point in the future. Okay. So just to use a metaphor that you've used, they've built a solid foundation. It hasn't built too high yet, but it's a solid foundation on which to build for the future. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after a break. Attention taxpayers, if you've received a notice from the IRS or state, do not ignore it. It's also a big mistake to try and handle your tax problem on your own. If you owe back taxes, it's a fact that the government has the power to take everything you own, including your home, business, wages, savings, and your freedom. But here's the good news. There's a special toll-free tax hotline set up especially for you. This tax hotline will tell you about new programs that are geared to help you dramatically settle, reduce, or eliminate what you owe. But you have to call now. Take down this number or put it in your cell phone. But call 1-866-577-4680. That's one 866 When you call, you'll get free information on how you can reduce or eliminate back taxes, including penalties and interest. You can also be helped if you have unfiled returns, a tax lien, wage garnishment, bank levy, or if you've been entered into a payment plan but can't make the payments. Don't make the big mistake in thinking you can ignore or handle your tax problem on your own. You can stop the collection process immediately. Call this special tax hotline today for free info at 1-866-577-4680. That's 1-866-577-4680. 1-866-577-4680. You're listening to the House of Cards. Is is that good? Do, do I want that? Oh, yeah. You want that. Well, fantastic, then. Hey, listeners, welcome back. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. If you just tuned in, we're talking with Chris Grove, who is the publisher of Online Poker Report, also its founder. So let's look at the numbers. What kind of money are they bringing in, and how much of it is actually profit that's going to uh, the casinos that are sponsoring it? How much is spinning out into the economy, and how much is going to the government? At this point, the, the numbers are relatively modest. You're talking about $10 million in revenue, more or less, on average per month. And that has started to break down into somewhere around 75-25 casino uh, to poker. So casino is generating the lion's share of the revenue at this point. In terms of tax revenue, the effective tax rate in New Jersey ends up being around 15%, more or less. On, on the revenue. So state coffers are seeing a few million dollars. I would expect at this point operators are still in the red by and large. I know the Borgata had announced in their last quarterly earnings call that they had hit profitability with their operations. 
I think that they are, are probably the only one in the market at this point. But again, I don't know that that's necessarily indicative of an industry in trouble or an industry that, that is underperforming. We're talking about a new product here, by and large. It, it may be a familiar product, but the way that it's being presented, the way that it's operating is, is completely new, something that these companies had no exposure to a year ago. So to be at a point where it's operating effectively and, and you're seeing companies that are getting close to the break-even point, even one company that's reporting a profit, and we're seeing tax revenue generated for the state, uh, all those, to me, are things that sound positive, even if they're not the gangbusters numbers that, yeah. that some people have predicted when they were pushing for regulation in the first place. Yeah, and okay, so the revenue's small, but small to the tune of about $1.5 million a month to the state. For doing just about nothing, that's eighteen million a year. That'll fund some schools. That'll fund some soup kitchens. That'll fund some um, all sorts of stuff. I mean, eighteen million is right. you know you get eighteen million here and eighteen million there, and pretty soon you got some real money. And we're talking about Atlantic City, where I think any type of growth, any type of bright spot, is a real win for the gaming industry against that larger backdrop of the. The, the eviscerating of, of that market right. that's occurring right I, I think now. That's, I think that's good. And have any people – I mean, I haven't followed this at all. Are there any people or organizations that have come out against what's been happening? Is anybody saying we should shut it down, it clearly isn't working, it's a waste of our money, it's corrupting our society? Any of those voices, does it look like anybody is criticizing it? The uh, the main criticism is coming from the Sheldon Adelson-backed uh, CSIG, right. which is a coalition to stop Internet gambling. But obviously, Adelson has his own agenda and his own reasons for opposing online gambling, uh, mostly uh, having little to nothing to do with the impact it's actually having on New Jersey. If you start talking about the local level, politicians, advocacy groups, uh, consumer citizen groups in New Jersey – I personally have not seen much of any pushback or blowback against regulated online gambling. And I think that's, again, a reflection of the fact that when you look to the foundation, it's well set. If it were not well set and it was easy for minors to get on these sites, if it were not well set and it was easy for you know operators who didn't have the best interests of, of the consumer in mind to participate in the market, then I think we would see more blowback and more pushback. So the lack of it to me is, again, another indication that it, it may not make for, for a very sexy headline, but the foundation is solid, the regulations are working, the system that New Jersey regulators have put in place appears to be working after a year. I had a logistics question for you that has to do with pure self-interest. My mother has her residence in West New York, New Jersey, literally a long stone's throw from the Hudson River and thereby from New York. Um, my understanding when this first was launched a year ago was that she was in a no-play zone because they had to uh, deem some areas off-limits because it, they were too close to the border to precisely ensure that people were really in New Jersey and not in New York. I'm wondering if you know how close to the border they now are allowing people to sign on from. A, a place West New York is literally on the Hudson River. Have they become precise enough so that I'll be able to visit her and play or not? 
I think that what you've seen is some improvement on that front since launch. And again, I am never going to criticize operators or regulators for being cautious on that particular front because the upside of, of being loose with those restrictions is relatively small, and the downside, the impact of getting it wrong well, that would be a massive hit, perhaps a fatal one to the industry. The DGE and operators do not make the information that, that you're asking public. The understanding that I've gotten from players and informally from those involved in the market is that they've loosened those restrictions somewhat, but it's still, you know, is something of an art and something of a science when you talk about drawing a digital border that accomplishes the task that, that regulators and operators are trying to, attack, uh, to accomplish it. I guess what I'll have to do is go down to New Jersey and find out for myself. I think so, unfortunately. Sorry. Okay. Well, all right. So let's start looking into the crystal ball. How does it look for 2015, both in terms of New Jersey? Are there predictions that the numbers have plateaued or should expand? Uh, And then also about other states, Nevada, Delaware, and then, of course, there's all sorts of talk of the legislation in California. If you could address those subjects, I'd appreciate it. Sure. New Jersey in 2015 comes down to basically two things, payments and poker stars. If if payments can improve and PayPal is thought to be entering the market in 2015, it's our understanding that credit card companies are introducing new merchant codes that should make processing of these transactions for regulated online gambling a a more effective, less friction-laden experience for consumers. If those things come to pass, if you can use PayPal, if you can more readily use your credit card to deposit at sites in New Jersey, that would have a tremendous effect in terms of uplifting the amount of traffic and interest in online poker, regulated online gambling in general in New Jersey. And then there's Poker Stars. If Poker Stars does enter the New Jersey market in 2015, which it's expected by most that they will, The caveat to that is it was also expected by most that they would already have entered the market in New Jersey. So the the consensus wisdom may not be so strong here. But if PokerStars does enter the market, it's expected that the quality of their software, the surge of interest that they would bring, the pressure that they would place on their competitors to improve their customer service, their promotion, so on and so forth, would also have a material impact on the New Jersey market. So those are the two issues that you're going to want to watch in New Jersey. If you see payments improve, if you see poker stars enter, we should expect a positive year for online poker in New Jersey in 2015. If not, it could certainly be a rougher road. When you start talking about Nevada... Oh, wait, before you do, I just had two questions. One is, is poker stars not in New Jersey now? No. They're not. Okay, so they may they have- enter... And it's now before a regulatory board to decide, or have they not even approached the regulatory board? They have approached the regulatory board. So PokerStars, under their new owners, Maya Gaming, publicly traded company out of Canada, have a partnership with Resorts, the, the casino in Atlantic City, to offer regulated online gambling. And right now, I'm simplifying a bit, but that partnership is basically at, at the regulatory review stage, and, I see. and we're waiting for a final determination. There. Okay, so that was question number one. We're going to take a quick break, then we'll be right back.
Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a Pro-caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER, 24025-POKER. That's 240-257-6537. ProCaliber Poker Tables. Stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Hey, this is Dave Weishadl from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of December 15, 2014. Poker player Dan Bilzerian was arrested last week at the Los Angeles International Airport on a Las Vegas criminal complaint. The complaint accuses Bilzerian and one other man, Jeremy Guyman, of two felony counts of possessing bomb-making components. The charges stem from an investigation of debris left over from an explosion in a remote desert area. An arraignment is set for January 9th in Las Vegas. And speaking of Las Vegas, the city reached an impressive milestone. October was Vegas' best betting month for football. A record $379.9 million was bet in the city's sports books, which is the most ever for one month since gaming regulators began keeping track. October was so good that it beat the previous record by over $40 million. By the way, the prior record was set in September. And finally, our vote for the loosest slots goes to the Thunder Valley Casino in California, and here's why. A man identified as only James M. not only hit one jackpot there, he got three in one day. The first jackpot was worth 16000 He then hit again for 30000 And finally, he hit a jackpot worth over 218000 Hey, I'd be happy with just one of those jackpots. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. House of Cards want to wish you the happiest of holidays. And in celebration of the holiday season, we would like to present that beautiful holiday favorite, Silent Night, sung by that wonderful soprano, Chewbacca.
Jesus. Everyone. What do you mean everyone? Everyone! Theater 5 presents A House of Cards. But are we cool? Not really. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. If you just tuned in, we're talking with Chris Grove, who is the publisher of Online Poker Report, also its founder. Question number two just occurred to me. Uh, UIGEA prohibits interstate Internet uh, gaming, including poker. At least that's how it's been interpreted by the Department of Justice, so that you don't have the ability to play poker uh, in the United States, uh, unless it is an intrastate model. Is there anything that would prohibit New Jersey, let's say, from allowing New Jersey residents and residents from all over the world except the rest of the United States? That's an interesting question. You may want to have Senator Ray Lesniak from New Jersey on your show one of these days. We have. We've had Ray on. He's a wonderful guest. Um, but I don't think it's a question for him. I think it's that a question. Is, it, it, it's a question for the federal that, level. Well, that's an initiative that I know that Senator Lesniak is pushing in New Jersey, and to, to some degree, actually, these questions are, are unanswered because they're unprecedented. This isn't really something that that's come up before, and it's going to take an initiative in New Jersey that basically attempts to to engage in that kind of player pool, that kind of liquidity sharing, before we actually get a, a full and final read on what the federal government's position on, on such a policy would be. And I expect that that's how it will eventually, by the way, be sorted out, is that New Jersey will pass some sort of law or statute or regulation attempting to do it, and, and then we'll proceed, you know, in the face of whatever the reaction from the federal government is. That sounds like what they try to do with sports betting that they yep. said, you know, we know that federally it's not allowed nationally, uh, that there are prohibitions, but if we allow it in New Jersey, uh, let's see if they shut us down. Um, so maybe that, maybe you're right. Maybe Lesniak says, well, no, let's be explicit in New Jersey that uh, we will allow only people in New Jersey to play on our sites uh, unless they live outside the United States, in which case they can also participate, which would be a way for poker stars to say we are an international site that also allows players in New Jersey to hook into our international network and let the federal government say, no, 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 we don't allow that. And then we have a fight, a federal fight. Um, That's worth mentioning that David Rebuck, who is the director of the New Jersey Division of Gaming Enforcement, he said on a couple of occasions that he has had preliminary talks with his regulatory counterparts in the United Kingdom about such an arrangement. So there is some track being laid for those initiatives. And those initiatives, you're absolutely correct, underlying your question is the assumption, I think, implicit that New Jersey needs those kinds of arrangements, whether they be with other states or other countries, before they have a genuinely flourishing and, and sustainable online poker market. Otherwise, there simply aren't enough people in the tri-state area that is barely enough to support a single room long-term, let alone multiple right. independent networks. Right. Just I, I just wonder how interstate gaming pertains to international gaming. Just I wonder if even the right-wing Republicans that 
um, pushed through in the dead of night, the UIGEA, if they were faced with no interstate but intra-state and international, would they say that the UIGEA applies as a bar against that too? Or would they say, no, 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 if, uh, if the state wants to hook up with the United Kingdom, there's nothing in the UIGEA that would prohibit them from doing so? I just don't know what they would say. Do you? I have no idea. Okay. But we're going to find out what they'll say about interstate cooperation sooner than later, because Nevada and Delaware are expected to launch their uh, player pool sharing in the first or second quarter of 2015. Oh, talk about that. Uh, how did that happen, and does it look like it's on target to actually launch in that window, or does it look like it may be delayed? Where are we at? So Nevada and Delaware struck this deal. I think it was... Uh, Geez, I can't remember. It was about a year ago at this point. It was originally slated to go live during the summer. It's a liquidity sharing agreement that is loosely modeled on the same approach that states took in order to pull together for Powerball. So it's the same basic framework for that. In terms of whether or not it's still on track to launch in the early part of 2015, there's not a lot of transparency from the outside. So okay. what we hear from people involved in the process is that they're going through rigorous technical testing. That's the stage that the cooperation is at. So they've moved at least past just talking about it and working out the framework and are into the actual nuts and bolts of it. But much like regulators in New Jersey, uh, you know, officials from Delaware have stressed that this is not something they are interested in rushing, and, and their Nevada counterparts sure. have echoed that sentiment. There's no reason to rush it. The upside in rushing it is so incredibly outweighed by the downside of getting it wrong, because if they, if they do get it wrong, it really poisons the well for any other states that would want to follow in the future. Right. And I, I think they get the weight of the decision and the implications of uh, not completing it up to snuff. Yep. So, Listeners, while- I just want to let you know that uh, if you just tuned in, we're talking with Chris Grove, who is the publisher of Online Poker Report, also its founder, and we're talking about Online Poker for 2015. We have a couple of minutes left. I just want to ask you, uh, one last question, Chris. Tell us about California, the status of their legislation, the likelihood that it will succeed, and what it will mean. In a couple of minutes, huh? In a couple of minutes. Right. Yeah, well, you're an articulate guy. You can do that. What I will tell you is that Assemblyman Mike Gatto got the party started yesterday for online poker in California in 2015 with the introduction of Assembly Bill 9, which is a new bill to uh, regulate online poker in the state of California. It differs in some ways from the tribal bill that we saw emerge last summer. And it's difficult at this stage to to tell whether or not Gatto's initiative is going to be enough to get over the two major issues which have been identified by almost everyone participating in the process in California, those being, one, what is the role of the tracks in online poker in California? The, the tribes are split on this issue with a number feeling that allowing tracks to participate in regulated online poker represents an expansion of gambling, uh, another coalition feeling like that's not the case and, and supporting tracks' ability to participate. And then the, the second question that is still really splitting the stakeholders into warring coalitions is how do we handle entities, intellectual property, and individuals who continue to take U.S.-facing action online after the passage of the UIGEA. Those were the two big issues last year. 
They're going to continue to be the two big issues in 2015. And, and to be frank, I've yet to have anyone come to me and, and articulate exactly how the, the different sides involved in those issues can reach a compromise. Both issues seem pretty binary, yes or no, are or aren't. I've yet to hear anyone really convincingly articulate to me a compromise that would satisfy everyone involved on those two sticking points. So until okay. I do, it's hard to be too optimistic about California in 2015. I have another issue. I understand uh, from my producers who are knowledgeable about everything that uh, part of the California legislation requires that people actually physically go to one of the yeah. poker rooms or casinos to get their money in and sign up. Is that part of both pieces is, of legislation? That was a new wrinkle added to AB9. That was not something that had been present in prior bills, but that's correct. AB9 would require you to go to either a card room, a tribal casino, or what is known as a satellite service center. It's not entirely clear exactly how those would work, but they would have to be operated by either a card room or a tribe. Uh, you would have to go there to create your account and to make your first deposit and additionally, under certain conditions, which the bill does not specify, you would also have to go there uh, to make some kinds of withdrawals. Well, that seems insane. I mean, yes. one of the big okay. advantages for playing online is that you can right. do it from your house. I mean, especially among the disabled or the elderly who would have a really hard time getting down to the card room or the casino. Um have there been hearings? Are people bringing up the lunacy of requiring people to physically go to a card room to sign up when they don't want to play in the card room? They want to play in their apartment or their house or their trailer or whatever? There almost certainly will be those concerns, uh, those legitimate concerns raised at hearings. But Assemblymember Gato's bill was just pre-filed yesterday. So this is a new wrinkle. It did not appear in previous bills, and I think people are just beginning to digest exactly what uh, this, this new aspect introduced into the mix means. I, it's difficult for me to see that provision surviving the process simply because, as you noted, it's a bit like it ordering from Amazon but being required to go down to Sears first and show your driver's <laughs> license to prove that your mailing address is valid. Yes, I agree. It would it would ruin the reason that you do it, which is convenience. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, my producer just said we have a couple of extra minutes. So I did have another question that goes back to something you said about Nevada and Delaware. Um, sure. Do you think that their kind of pact that they're looking to form is a sign of their state-by-state -state weakness? Or do you think that it is just they realize the, to use an overused term, the synergy of uniting? I mean, what's happened? You, you discussed New Jersey. What's happened with the economics there, I hear nothing about Delaware. I wonder if they have anybody who's playing online, and I wonder what's very, happened in New Jersey, in uh, Nevada. Very, yeah, very small amounts of players in Delaware, certainly. And, and I think what you're seeing is the recognition that if you roll out online poker in a way that keeps each individual state siloed, well, I'm looking at a map right now. I happen to have one in, in this room, and I'm seeing that you'd be chopping off a massive amount of the United States in that scenario simply because most states do not have sufficient population to support even a single poker room, let alone a multiple poker site. So when you're looking at an agreement like Nevada and Delaware's, I think it's born out of that reality that if you do not allow this kind of pooling, the vast majority of states in the U.S. Are no longer are viable markets for regulated online poker. So what is happening 
with the uh, – do you know what the trend has been in Nevada, which started it all, I think, and Delaware? Uh, are they sure. increasing their player base, or are they plateaued, or are they decreasing from what they started with? So Delaware was always tiny. It, it remained tiny, and it is tiny to this day, which is to be expected. I mean, you're talking about a state, I think, population 800, 900,000. And the, the vagaries of regulation in that state proceeded in a way that, that basically undercut any financial incentive for operators to promote uh, online gambling, online poker. So how tiny is tiny? We're talking about 100 players regularly, 1,000, oh, no. uh, uh, what? 100 players would be uh, amazing. That would be headlines for days in Delaware. You're talking about probably uh, 10 or 15 players. Oh, <laughs> really? Ten yeah. or fifteen players in the whole state. Yep, you're talking about a game or two on average in Delaware. So the revenue is what, like uh, sixty dollars a month? <laughs> it's a little better than that. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but you're talking about rate that's uh, probably in the mid five figures a month. Okay, and what about Nevada? Nevada was a two-room market until recently. Ultimate Poker closed their doors. While that was certainly sad for the employees of Ultimate Poker, and and many of them are my friends and and were good people who did good work, it was something of an inevitability. Again, Nevada, not a large state, difficult really realistically for it to support even one room, uh, almost impossible for it to support two rooms long-term. The picture in, in Nevada has been one of, you know, decline marked by a, a, a steady decline in the spring, and then we saw a resurgence along with the World Series of Poker, as you might expect, during the summer. There's a, a lot of, of positives in that, and in, in so much that suggested if you do have a good product, you can attract a lot of out-of-state players and, and get them to sign on and, and utilize that product while they're in town, which is, is obviously something that provides a lot of upside, especially for a state like, like Nevada. But then once the WSOP wrapped up, we saw a decline again over the fall. And if you're looking at the year-over-year numbers, uh, you're looking at probably a drop of something like 20 to 30% year-over-year in terms of average traffic in Nevada. Wow. Not good. We're going to have to end on that note. We'd love to have you come back if there's more information about California and if PokerStars actually enters into New Jersey, we'd love to have you back on and give us an update. But thank you very much, Chris Grove, for uh, providing this information. Uh, thank you. Pleasure's all mine. Okay. Listeners, we're going to take a quick break, then we'll be right back with another scintillating guest. We'll get back to more House of Cards in just a little bit. But first, your season-long fantasy football league is winding down, but the one-week fantasy football leagues on FanDuel have never been bigger. Don't wait till next year. Play more fantasy football for real cash this season over at FanDuel.com. Joe Watson from New York played fantasy football on FanDuel for less than two weeks last season and won over $30,000. Don't miss out on all the fantasy football you can handle. Hey, I usually don't give tips, so all I'm going to say is thank you, Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. I had them both on my team a week back, and I won big. FanDuel is a leader in one-week fantasy football leagues, no season-long commitments, and no upfront fees. They got immediate cash payouts, and you play each week or whenever you want to. It's all up to you. 
Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use my code HOC and sign up now. The new user special is ending soon, and FanDuel will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 200 bucks. That's up to $200 free, but the offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code HOC. FanDuel.com, where every week is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today with promo code HOC. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Are you or a loved one currently suffering from arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and can't get relief from current treatments? If so, there may be another option. Local physicians are conducting research studies in your area today, and you may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation for participation. That's right. You may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation and study-related care from a local doctor at no cost. Health insurance not required. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and are interested interested in learning more about these studies, please call toll-free 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN. These studies are confidential and are taking place for a limited time. We are looking to connect you to no-cost clinical research studies that are testing new treatments for a variety of conditions. Call 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN today to see if you qualify. Remember, health insurance is not required. Don't miss this opportunity. Call 855-912-7246. Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fort Lee and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Texas Hold'em, daily tournaments and -and sit-and-goes. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you can trust so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be at least 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. 
Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. The key to winning poker is knowledge. And winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by World Series of Poker veteran Ashley Adams, can give you that knowledge. Cash games, small tournaments. Whether you're a seasoned player, a novice, or just find yourself losing more often than you win, winning No Limit Hold'em can show every type of player how to consistently win at the game of No Limit Hold'em. You know it's been said that winning isn't everything, but it sure feels a whole lot better than losing. Get winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by Ashley Adams, and start winning today. Now available at Amazon.com and wherever great books are sold. You're listening to the House of Cards. Casino said he wasn't much of a player. Well, I have a guy like that at your game. You obviously don't play poker. That's exactly why you want somebody like that at your game. Hey, welcome to the mailbag segment of House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams, and I'm joined by my very handsome producer, Dave Weishattle. Dave, uh, what's up for this segment this week? You know, we've gotten the same question over three different states by three different people, and I want to give some credit to them. Steve in Reading, Pennsylvania, Joe in Cranston, Rhode Island, and Linda in Marlton, New Jersey. Uh, and I'll just take Steve's, and he gives us Cranston, Rhode Island, what station would they be listening to? Do you think they just listen on the Internet? I think we they listen online, the Internet, with your phones. It's amazing how many people listen out of our broadcast area. MEX, so, I wonder if MEX reaches down to Rhode Island now. I don't know. I, I know they changed signal strength at nighttime, which is a weird thing with AM radio. It's really bizarre. <laughs> you know, they all right. Well, wherever they're so, listening. Well, but hello, Cranston, Rhode Island. Hello, Cranston. Hello, Cranston. So I'm going to take Steve's question. Okay. It's the same one. It's, uh, basically the same question. All right. The new casino is planned to be built in Philly, right next to the stadium where the Eagles play, and the NFL had no problem with this. However, about a year ago, when a casino was proposed in Foxborough, where the Patriots play, the NFL was against it. No. So what's the difference? No, the difference has nothing to do with the NFL. First of all, there's no sports betting, and yep. so the NFL is neutral. Um, in Foxborough, it was the community that was opposed to it. That, that was an uproar. <laughs> yeah, the community didn't want an expansion of what they see as outsiders coming in, and a casino would be a huge expansion, so they were vehemently against it. The NFL did not weigh in, unless yeah. I totally missed it. The NFL did not weigh in at all, because that's not their practice. They are opposed to sports betting yeah. in yeah. New Jersey, in any place other than Las Vegas, and where they have it, I guess you got uh, different kinds of it in Oregon and uh, in Delaware. Uh, I forget what they call them, but they have specialty. Something like parlay betting. Parlay betting. Apparently you can bet yeah. on games, but you have to bet right. on more than one game. Right, right. Thing, so. And it's not true sports betting. Uh, but, no, I think the NFL was neutral in Foxborough. It was a community that was yeah. opposed to Actually, it. Actually, I don't think the NFL cares because I think the Rivers Casino in Pittsburgh is pretty close to where... Walking distance. Yeah, it's walking. You can walk yeah, across I've been the... There. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's walking distance. Uh, they don't care. Yeah. The, the one thing, the only reason I was thinking about this question 
was I was Kraft the owner of the land where the casino was proposed to be built? Because I, I think the NFL would probably have some kind of issue if an owner or I don't know. That's the only reason I can uh, think of if I don't if know. the NFL was opposed to it. Yeah, I don't know. Good question. Yeah. So, well, uh, got a lot of emails about the California online poker legislation. No questions. Just how silly and stupid it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know anything about the it. The assembly a couple days ago from our you know, recording taping date, date, taping date, uh, they proposed legislation for online poker, and they would give licenses to the uh, in-state card rooms and also for the Indian reservation who has casinos. That's the normal part of it. Okay. The difficult part of it is the person to register to play online has to be physically present to register at these card rooms or the casinos. And to deposit or withdraw, they have to be physically present to get their money or deposit money. Well, one, of the, one of the ideas about this is, yeah, we want to promote online gaming, but we also want to get people yeah, into the casinos. I understand that. Yeah. I mean, you want to have the traffic into the casinos to inaugurate your account online. Now, mm-hmm. as a matter of practice, it's ridiculous if all somebody wants to. I mean, let's say I don't walk. I'm uh, very old or I have a disability and I don't walk and get out of my house, but I want to play poker. Why the hell should I have to figure (laughs) out a way to get down to a casino to do it? You don't have to do that in New Jersey. You don't have to do it in Nevada. You don't have to do it in Delaware. Why would you have to do it in California? On the other hand, maybe they had to make a deal to get the support of the brick-and-mortar casinos and the card rooms before they would do it to get they wanted. But you know what it reminds me of? When they built the interstate highway system, the Eisenhower interstate yep. highway system, or when they build a high-speed rail, the towns that oppose having the train or the highway go by their town, they'd rather have it stop at their town. <laughs> well, if we had a highway system or we had a rail system that had every local community, nobody would use the rails because it would be inconvenient to have to stop every six miles for every a berg that you went through, right? You yep. wouldn't use the interstate. You wouldn't have the advantage for interstate commerce. Um, similarly, if you have to go physically to the local card room or the casino in order to set up your account, it diminishes the value of having Internet gaming, which has been shown to increase the amount of live gaming. Yeah. If you have people playing poker on the Internet and it becomes a live thing again, I mean, by live, I mean it becomes much more common, you'll have more poker players. You'll have more people that will then migrate to the rooms. So I think it's backwards the more I think about it. So does this mean it's dead on arrival, which a lot of people are saying? I have no idea. I don't know what the politics are in California. I mean, I could guess, but I I have no idea. Maybe people see it as a half measure that they will eventually change to a full measure where you won't have to do the, you know, the two-stop system. Um, maybe they see it's better than nothing. Maybe they see it's a way of getting things under underway to kind of beta test the online system. I mean, to get a system to have the capacity to have California is a much bigger operation than Nevada, uh, New Jersey, or Delaware. And maybe they figure, hey, you know what? 
let's try it this way. It is cumbersome, but it's better than nothing. We can work yeah. the bugs out, and then we'll push for legislation that says this is ridiculous. Let's just allow people to sign on from their homes as long as they live in California. So what else we have? Anything uh, well, else? It's Christmas time. A lot of people are saying anything poker-related that they should be doing at Christmas. Any great tournaments that you're going to? Anything gaming? Yes. Big. Yes. The answer is I am having wonderful poker games at my house. Uh, and I would love to have <laughs> how, a play, but I can't festive. talk about it. It's for entertainment purposes only. Uh, but, no, truly, what I am doing on uh, New Year's Day, my wife and I are flying to Japan. Oh, nice. And I will begin my quest f- to find games in Japan. Yeah, and, well, they're trying to get casinos now. So it's, Are they? Uh, yeah, yeah, they are. It's a big push in Japan now. I think you're going over probably a year too early to well, get a casino. Well, there are underground games. I mean, yep. What people don't know is that Japan is a huge country of gamblers. There's one form of legal gambling mm-hmm. all over the country, pachinko or something like that. Uh, but there's no other gambling. There are no casinos. There's no other kind of gambling. In, in all the poker is underground. You can play online, yeah. um, but it's not prevalent. I spoke to Linda Johnson and Jan Fisher, who did a uh, trip through Japan, they said there are people that play, but it's all underground, and it's all relatively low stakes. So I'm going to see what I can find. I'll be there for almost three weeks. And I'm going uh, next week. Uh, this is the second week of December. December yeah. uh, my wife and I are flying to Arizona to visit the potential in-laws that we, uh, my daughter's boyfriend's oh, congratulations. parents. congratulations. We're going to go meet them down in uh, Tucson. I'm not going to play poker in Arizona, but I am meeting my friend Andre up in Las Vegas for three days of oh, poker play in December. So that those are my Sounds plans. <laughs> Nothing Christmassy, but I'll have good reports when I come back. And that'll do it for House of Cards. Come back next week. Until then, good luck and good day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.